Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves some ice with a little bit of sugary syrup on top. It's Frank. How are you today? Hey, hey, hey. How you doing, Piragua? Yeah, Piragua. Uh, I'm doing well, Frank. I like your new nickname for me, Piragua. That's <laughs> yes, cool. you're the Piragua guy. You're the yeah. you're the Lin you're the Lin Manuel, Manuel character. Yeah, uh, man, I am so excited to talk about what we're talking about today uh, for for a number of reasons that have to do with getting back out in the world and all that fun stuff. But before we do, are you drinking anything? I am drinking something, Frank. And guess what? It's new. It's fun. Mm. It's from Framingham, Massachusetts. Mm. It's the Springdale Beer Company's Pearly White Ale. Um, which is it's a nice, soft, little citrusy thing going for it. Um, I have never had this before. Um, this was brand new for me. I went to I went to a store near me if I want to be from Boston. I went to the Packy. Of course, and, yeah. Uh, I went to the Packy, which we don't actually say um, the further out from Boston you get. Yeah. Um, and so you go to the liquor store. And um, and so I did a you pick six. So naturally I got 12. Um, and, um, and this was one of them and it is delicious. I have to tell you, um, refreshing, nice summer, nice spring summer beer. Uh, I honestly can't recommend it enough. If you can grab it in your area, it is delish. That sounds phenomenal. And I like the, I like the design on the can too. That is a me really too. caught my yeah. eye. Mm-hmm. It reminded really me nice. of like a cool fifties car. Like I was going to a car show yeah. in some like soft ice cream parking lot play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's kind of the vibe. Totally. Yeah. Uh, for people who can't see it um, because of audio podcasts, um, it, it's this really nice, like sort of what, like aqua color, right? Like, yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Very cool design. Yeah, it's cool. It's a wit beer. It's a wit um, beer. So it's not it's not too heavy. the The label says that it's tart. I don't find it overly tart, but like mm. I usually reserve that that for a, like a sour or something like that. The tart is no, what I normally would not associate with a, with a wit beer. But sure, this is this is the stuff. I do recommend it. It's excellent. I will be getting more. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that you found it to be an enjoyable. Uh, summer beer. I am also enjoying what I consider to be a very enjoyable summer beer. Tim, it's back, baby. Porch uh, Rocker. Porch Rocker. Porch Rocker is back. Sam porch Adams. Rocker. Sam Adams seasonal Porch Rocker Lemon Radler. And it is 
as uh, just as refreshing as I remembered it from from last summer. So uh, yes, Fantastic. I uh, got a big variety pack of uh, a bunch of bunch of Sam uh, summer summer beers that I'm going to be enjoying over the next few weeks. And uh, oh yeah, the Porch Rocker never disappoints. It is always 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 fun, um, and it is it is just it's refreshing. It is just refreshing lemon lime sort of uh, flavor with a uh, a hellas beer uh underneath and mm, so good so mm. there we go enjoying that as uh as we talk about a summer movie and I let me tell you man I got to see this movie at a theater all right rub it in why don't you? I got rub to go to a theater in. I'm just so happy I'm just filled with joy and like it's it was I got to do something normal it felt good. Okay, so so we're going to talk about it in the Heights, directed by John Chu, um, based on the musical by Lin Manuel Lin Manuel Miranda, two thousand eight Tony Award winner, I believe. Um, very good. Um, but tell me about your theater experience first before we talk about in the Heights. Actually, I would I'd really like to know what it's like to go back to a movie theater. It was lovely, I have to say. Um, it was you know we went to a theater at a mall and they, they had reserved seating and all that all that jazz. Um, Still spaced out, or you can sit next to complete strangers. I don't know because there were only about ten people in the whole in the whole theater. Okay, um, so we were spaced out, but just because there were so few of us, I don't. Gotcha. It didn't seem like there were any limitations on seats that were being sold. So okay, okay. Um, but uh, that was that was nice that there there just weren't really any concerns. My wife and I are both vaccinated, um, and and so that's that. It's been nice that we're able to do some of these things, you know, gradually, little by little. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still sort of we're, we're, it, it feels weird right after a year of like conditioning yourself and and being reminded like to to. Um, take certain not precautions go to places yeah not go to places keep your mask on while you're there all that stuff it's it's you know it's sort of weird like is this is this really okay or really okay i guess we're i guess at some point you just got to try and do it and like <laughs> ugh, you know but there is that that sort of that factor where you're like okay here goes nothing um mm-hmm. but it was just it was great we went to dinner we saw the movie got some popcorn i forgot how good movie theater popcorn is it is not a big, not a big fan of movie theater popcorn. Actually, that is not a draw for me. I love movie I think theater it's popcorn. O- I think it's overly salty. I would, I would. I'm curious if you'd still feel the same way trying it now after over a year of no opportunity to try it. Oh, you know that's a f- that's a good point. I because I wasn't drawn to it before. I would. I would say that I'm probably going to feel the same way about okay. it. My feelings about salt haven't really changed. Mm, okay. But I understand I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. It, it just it's not something that I I uh felt particular like I've know people who say like, "Oh, I love popcorn, but I especially love movie theater popcorn." I never really felt that way in particular, but mm-hmm. after a year away from it, I'm like, "Oh, man, this just this is nice. It's like a familiar thing that I get to get to have you know it's like when you get to like i don't know when you put on your own like you know favorite pair of jeans or something you're like oh yeah that's it that's that's mm-hmm. the right fit that's the, yep, you know I my understand. favorite slippers or whatever sure um it was just it was nice so yeah it was it was a lot of fun and um i, I there are certainly movies that might be a better cinematic experience you know like an action movie or something that would be a, a taking advantage of the sound system and the and seeing the effects on the big screen and all that stuff. Certainly 
there might be another movie that's that's better. You know, when when Black Widow comes out or whatever, maybe that's something that I'll be more drawn to the theater for. But this just felt like, yeah, let's go see a musical in the theater and like just enjoy enjoy the vibe. And it was great. It was a great return to great return to theater. Given that my last movie I saw in a theater was Cats in in. February oh, you kind of that was a, it's a nice 180 that you've done on right? the movie musical. Exactly, exactly. Like what a what a complete 180. Yeah. So what? How did you actually feel about In the Heights? Did you know the music ahead of time? Did you know the story? Um, all that stuff. Didn't know the story. Um, I had I had um, listened to some tracks from the soundtrack a year or so ago, maybe. Um, yeah, I think it was around the time that Hamilton dropped on Disney Plus that I was like, oh, you know, uh, I I really want to get into In the Heights because at the time there was still some hope that maybe it would come out last, like during the year mm-hmm. last year. Maybe they I would remember. drop it on streaming yeah. or something. And so I was still hopeful for that. I'd seen, the, oh, I'd actually seen the trailer before Cats and was. Oh, man, what a big. Yeah, what a tease. Bug. No kidding. What a tease. Um, but yeah, I saw the trailer. You knew what you were getting into when you saw Cats, though. It's not like I did, you're like, I, I wonder if it's going to be good. No, everyone yeah. knew it was going to be what it was going to be. But but uh, I was excited for In the Heights because I already liked uh, Hamilton. And I, I so I knew a, few, a couple of songs, but I didn't know the plot really. I just sort of vaguely knew like, okay, it's about Lin-Manuel Miranda writing about a, a semi-autobiographical sort of piece about his neighborhood in Washington Heights. And that's really all I knew. I didn't know what happens or, or any, you know, how it, how it plays out. So, um, I knew it was sort of a slice of life type of, uh, type of a thing, mm-hmm. um, based on his life. And that was, that was kind of it. Um, so I, I was delighted by, by the, the show itself, but, and by, when I say the show, I mean like by the, oh, how do I put like sort of the substance of the musical itself, right? Like not necessarily yep. even the presentation of it or how the movie looked or any of that, but just like, how is the music and how is it the books and lyrics, you know, uh, and, and music, like how, how is that? And, uh, loved that thought like, wow, yes, this is a great, a great story and great music and great songs and, and great choreography and all of that. And then on top of it, I thought it was a really, really well executed movie as well. So I, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And thought it was fantastic. What did you think? What were your thoughts on it? Um, I loved it. Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, it was kind of exactly what I wanted mm. or needed. If that, like, a, you know, it's it's a good story. I wouldn't say it's an overly original story. Um, you know, people want to escape the home that they escape the home that they have, but then there's a, like the reversal of the. Oh, maybe, but if I am gone, maybe it's not the way that I thought and blah, sure. blah, blah. It's in a lot of ways, it's very like, um, like an 18 year old's problem. It like is. it's that it has that kind of thing. So like, actually, so when the main, so when Uznave says like, I'm almost 30, I was like, is this a problem that you yeah, yeah, should yeah. be having <laughs> at almost 30? But I guess like he's saying the same thing. Like, I really shouldn't be thinking like this or right, right. doing this thing. So, um, so, so there was that. Um, but I, I thought that I, what I keep going back to is the energy in the film. Like it's, it's so kinetic from start to finish. There's always, we're always slipping and sliding into the next moment. So then by the time that you get to some really still or somber scenes, like the, um, like the dinner sequence mm-hmm. um and, or um you know the the blackout or mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. what comes with some of the things that come up with the blackout things like that you really feel 
the the show or the movie stop and give you like adherence to the moment. And I really I thought that was great because a lot of movie musicals, I think modern movie musicals like I miss the energy component because so much of a musical relies on the the energy of the audience. Uh, and so like and how people are feeling in the seats. Yeah. And, they, and the actors feed on that. The the orchestra feeds on that and everybody. It's like this kind of symbiotic cycle. And you don't get that in a movie. It's very hard to do that in a movie. Um, and so I thought that everybody did a really, everyone did a really great job at pushing that forward. Um, I also really appreciated that they were musicians, like mm. actual dancers and singers. And because so often a movie musical is, um, here are the names, right? Yes. Here are the people yes. who might, have a musical background they might even have come from that world and a lot of times but a lot of times they don't and it falls um or it, it, they don't come from a a stage background and, and they, it can fall very flat um in their performance or their music and it really just sucks the life out of the movie um and and i did not find that here at all um actually especially with um Oh gosh, uh, I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to use my lookup because I'm not very good with character names uh, at the present moment. Uh, in the Heights, it, it uh, was I, it was very good. They did use you know actual musical theater performers and actual actual people who have um, experience in in that. So that it wasn't just let's get movie stars who can sing or who can be taught to sing or dance. It was let's get musical theater people who fit these roles. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it was uh, Olga uh, Olga Marindez who played uh, Abuela. Oh, um, yes, she's fantastic. Yeah. Well, she originally played Abuela in in the Heights in two thousand eight on stage. She got a Tony Award for it, and so so they brought her. So one, they brought her back, mm -hmm. but two, you could tell she was a stage actress mm -hmm. in the way that she in the way that she expressed herself in song. Right. It wasn't just. I'm going to sing this song and the louder I sing it, the more emotion I have. Right. There's, yes, there's, yes. there's real layered acting in her performance from top to bottom, but it really comes across in her, her song. And I, um, stuff like that is what I really appreciated the most out of, out of in the Heights. I thought there was really interesting camera work too, like the dance sequence, um, on the building towards the end of the towards the end of the film. Yes, when it turns sideways yeah. and all, all of yeah. that. Yeah, so, that was yeah, really nicely done. There's a lot of love for older musicals in here that yes. I like. You know, I saw a review that was like stands on the shoulders of better musicals or something like that. Stuff mm. like stuff that's done before. And I'm like, I'm looking at I'm like, you know what a like a homage is, right? You know, right. like or like that's like they're they're like taking what is typically done in a very white, very old musical and applying that to Washington Heights, to the yeah. community, to the, you know, it's like stuff like that. So I was like, uh, I get what you're saying, but I don't agree with you. This is called, this is called playing with the tropes. Right. And I think it worked really well. And I thought it worked really well. I feel like that might be mistaking something intentional for something like accidental, you know, like Lin-Manuel yep. Miranda is very intentional about like, he's a huge Broadway nerd. I mean, he even quotes shows in his shows. He'll have little oh gosh, lyrics yes. and things, right? Hamilton is like littered with other shows, like references to other shows. Absolutely. Like direct 
lyrical references, melodic references. Mm-hmm. Um, and same in this show. There were a couple of them um, in this in this movie where he takes a line from another show or, or whatever. I mean, even the for the framing device of Usnavi talking to the camera and sort of introducing all the characters and everything, that's like straight out of Fiddler on the Roof. Like that is that is taking totally. the Tevya um, narration device, you know, and, and applying it here. And that's not coincidental. That's not accidental. That's not, he doesn't think he invented that. He did that because he loves Fiddler on the Roof and he wanted to do his version of it. That's right. Do you know if that framing device is a direct reference to Fiddler, or is there, or are you just are you just guessing? I I actually heard Lynn talk about it on a uh, on oh a, great a see that's interview. see that's great yeah. that's awesome. Um, actually, really liked the way that was done in the movie itself. They're kind of spoilers for in the Heights movie here on out, just yeah. in case I because um, but uh, I like the way that's done because it looks like he's in the dr. Um, yeah. and that's very specific or even that they are in the DR and I was like, oh, okay. So he makes it interesting. That's an interesting way to start the show, but I can see it like done on stage at the same time. Okay. Here's some nice blue aquatic lighting. Here's sure. Some, you know, here's the little cart in the corner with the kids and it's kind of like, and then we move to the rest of the stage and I like the way that it was done here, but then to kind of trick me. Yeah. Fake um, you out with the actual like with the actual uh, dr setting instead of going into uh, going into the the corner store the packy if you will um <laughs> bodega bodega um so i i really i enjoyed that very i enjoyed that yeah. very much yeah i like i like that too i've not seen the stage version of the show so i don't know if that exists in the in the in the original Broadway version or not, but I love I'm the way sure they did that. that. It does. It, I, I, I'm I, sure that it does. Either way, I love I love the way that they did that because the the fake out they got me. They got me with that, and and uh, yeah, that was that was very very well done. There mm-hmm. was and there were other, you talk about the sequence where they're dancing up the side of the building and the the cameras turn sideways. There were a few moments like that that I where I really felt like they did a great job doing something you could only do on film, right? You couldn't have done on stage like that, like that sequence, like the seat you just mentioned, uh, Abuela's song on the subway, right? The way that was done was so, you know, surrealist and, and the subway, uh, cars changing from modern day subway to, uh, to old, you know, vintage subway cars and all the, the colors and the, uh, everyone dancing around her. Like that's something that, that really the, the way it was done might, it might be an interpretation of the stage version. I don't know, mm-hmm. but the way it was done was uniquely filmic or the scene at the pool. Even you couldn't do that on stage. Exactly. No, that way. you couldn't. No, I absolutely agree. I was actually thinking in that scene, I was like, my God, those people are dancing in water. Mm-hmm. How hard is that? How talented are they? Like my wife, my wife and I watched together, and I think it was that scene. She was like, "I can't stop looking at everybody's abs." Like, <laughs> like, like, you know, um, you know, it's just, it's just extraordinary the the talent in the in the in the film. What I think there really isn't any stunt casting, which I really like. I think as close as you get is Jimmy Smith's. I was gonna say that's pretty much it. That and, and I and he's good. Like oh, he's, he's great. solid. Yeah. He's really great. I mean he's always great because he's Jimmy Smith. He's, Jimmy Smith. he's, yeah. he's just a uh, he's just a legend. Um uh so I I thought all of that was I thought all of that was top notch. I think that a lot of the story plays off of itself really well. Like it sets up and delivers on a lot of things. Delivers on the lottery ticket. D- delivers on the cab company. Delivers on the 
on the clothes and the and the um the um spray painting and like all these little mm-hmm. all these small little things that you think are just kind of set decoration uh end up being integral to the story and all mix and match and that's really hard to do as a writer to like take all of these things and make all these disparate things and make them coalesce together that's really difficult and i so i give the i give it the story a lot of credit for being able to do that I do think there are plot threads that are dropped that I don't know the end to. So like Jimmy Smith sells the cab company so his daughter can go to college. Yes. And when that uh, then that means that guy is out of a job, you know, that other guy is out of a job. That's never resolved. Like she goes off to not Stanford, right? Like she she goes to she goes somewhere else. Um, and, and that guy has no job and Jimmy Smith's is just not going to work anymore. Like there's stuff like that, that it's like, what, what about them? Like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. What about that? I mean, Jimmy Smith talks about his character talks about how he wanted to build something of his own, right? He didn't want to work for someone else. He wanted to build his own, his own thing. That's why. He, he was trying to, to do better than his father did and he wanted to build something and then make it so that his kids could go to college. Um, and, and yeah, so like then what, what happens after it? So he's not going to work for somebody else. So what is he going to, if he sold his company, what's he going to do? How's he going to make money? Um, that is a, a valid, a valid question. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, what what does happen to? I'm I'm also blanking on characters' names because I've only seen it the once, and I haven't haven't gone down uh, the rabbit hole like I uh, do with Benny. Is Benny the, Benny, Benny is the other name? What of happens guy. to Benny? Like what 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 happens to? I know in the original musical that Benny and uh, uh, the Jimmy Smith's character um, don't get along, and that he doesn't like that he's dating his daughter. Um, and that's more of a plot line where like he doesn't like the fact that she's dating somebody who is not from their culture um, mm-hmm. because Benny is black and and not not part of of their um, of their culture. So that, that's a that's actually a big plot line from the show that was that dropped, dropped for, the, for movie the movie to presumably not because they were you know, tiptoeing around the racism issue, but probably because of just time and like streamlining. It's, a, it's already two hours and 20, something like that. This show. Um, that's interesting because Lynn has been called out for not, he has for only showing, uh, like a Latino experience in Washington Heights and not showing, a uh, like, a um, Latino black experience or a black experience. Like they, they're like, that's right. They're yeah. in Benny, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, and so that's not my world. So I don't have a, I can't comment on it. Sure. Like it's not sure, my sure, place. Sure. It's not my place. I, I to just, I, the only reason I bring that around is just to mention that maybe the reason we don't find out about Benny is because of something that, that didn't carry over from the original show. Gotcha. That plot line didn't carry over. Maybe there's something else about Benny that didn't carry over as well. That was just a, yeah, yeah. no, I, it, it, that's a, that's a great point. Cause I don't know the original musical very well. Um, I, I purposely wanted to enter into the movie once i knew they were making a movie even before the trailer i was i made the decision to be like i want to go into this blind like mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. like because i won't see i won't have the ability to see it on stage for a while right. presumably so i want to you know i want to see what this is about from first-hand experience sure. because sometimes when you know the songs ahead of time then you start like critiquing like oh like the person said you the person i know sings it this way yeah. but you're singing it this way and you, blah, blah, blah. you stop you it, it becomes more difficult to to 
look at it for what it is rather than comparing it to like what what you liked about another performance and what you don't like as much about this performance. Exactly. Um, yeah. We, I mean, we do it with like superheroes all the time. All like the time. It's no longer, it's no longer like, Oh, like I wonder, Oh, can't wait to enjoy this new Batman story. It's more like how is Robert Pattinson going to play Batman and how will that stack up against all of these other actors? But then when yeah. you see an imp- interpretation of a character, you don't know that well, you don't nitpick the, Oh, well that's different than the comics because you don't, it's not as precious to you. You don't care as much Correct. about those things. And so the same goes for for performances and songs. Like, if I don't know that song, I'm not going to be as precious about it. I'm just going to say, do I like this or not? Yep. And and I walked away. Well, I stood up from my couch anyway, <laughs> and I and I said, yeah, this was good. Yeah, this was this was really strong. It was um, it was very like uplifting and and um, just uh, it felt very like commute like rallying around this community and and these people who. Um, even though they were from different backgrounds, right? Like there's the whole sequence where, uh, they're waving all their flags of their different, their home countries and Mm -hmm. they're, they're not all from the same place, but they all live in the same place and they have come together and built a neighborhood. They are a neighborhood and they, you know, they have that dinner party, uh, and, and uh, I guess it's at Abuela's, I think it's at Abuela's house. Um, and they're not family, but they're greeting each other like family They're And they see each other virtually every day, but they still like, they come in, they say hello, they hug and kiss. They, mm-hmm. they are like a family. I mean, it looked, that looked to me like my family looks on like holidays or something, right? Like on that, Easter Sunday, if we said have a that, big dinner. I said that to, I said that to Mary too. I was like, there's very little difference between how they're all greeting each other and how I watch your Italian family greet each it's other. It's true. My Italian yeah. family is very, very similar in, in that mm-hmm. way. And so I felt like, I felt like that was very, I felt very connected to that in a way. And, and also not not from the same part of the world but my both of my parents are immigrated to this country so i'm i'm right. first generation born in this country and i could relate indifferently not exactly the same way it's a different culture that i come from but i could relate to the the immigrant immigrant experience and the the sacrifices that parents make so that their kids can have a better life like all of that message really rang true for me because i i reflect on that a lot that's part of my identity Right. Actually, glad that you brought that up because I I was really taken with Nina's story, Mm, you know, mm -hmm. because it's a lot of the story is about like getting out of the heights to do your dream, you know, but there's a lot of like, oh, it turns out I can actually do my dream from where I am, which is a good message and a bad message. I think I'll mix into one like it. It's not they're not exactly settling. Um, because they realize that this place is home, which is good, and they can make home better instead of escaping to a place. Um, I like that part very much, but I, I was taken with Nina's story because of the pressure that she feels. Like, it's not just her going to college. It's like she's basically going to college for everybody. Yeah. And that's like, and that, and she just can't, it, that's a very hard thing to live with, that amount of, that amount of, pressure i don't know if you felt that when you were going to college um not, not in quite the same way definitely not to the same no, degree that she does yeah. but i understand it i do understand the maybe not with college but with other things there are certain things where it's like i you feel a um almost a responsibility to like honor the sacrifices that were made for you you know someone my parents my grandparents made sacrifices uh, for me and my sister, you know, for, for our family so that we could have a leg up 
you know, over what they had when they, when they came here. And I'm very, very grateful for those things and very, very aware and conscious of them. And, and, um, and, and so, yes, those things, those are thoughts that I think lots of people who come from, from that background, from that, that kind of background where you're the first generation to be born in a new country. I think that's a very common experience, um, mm -hmm. for, for first generation people. And, um, it definitely felt like familiar sentiment again, not to the same degree where the whole neighborhood is like counting on her to like, you're the one who got out. But I do understand her feeling of like questioning herself of like, is it better to have gotten out or should I like, you know, should I go out and, and, and better myself and then bring that better self back to the community to, to give back to the community that, mm -hmm. that I came from? Like, what do I have a responsibility to come back and bring the stuff I learned elsewhere, bring it back and make it a better place for the next generation the same way someone made it better for me yep yeah no that's that's good you know i thinking about um this this story but also in the heights as a whole what you said earlier about the framing device there's a lot of fiddler in this show there's yeah. a lot of fiddler on the roof if you look at the different love stories and what everybody wants for one another and whether they're going off or whether they're staying or whether they you know what the sacrifices they intend to make for one another or making the community better what's the thing with the family who am i disappointing blah 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 there's a lot of fiddler uh, in here because that's a very also a very universal story right about the family totally and your expectations and responsibility towards your family and, um, I, and I think it's interesting it's that in Fiddler they get forced out, right by the by the government, and and they're, they they go to a pogrom, mm -hmm. and in this show the people who leave are, are leaving because of gentrification. Like the neighborhood is getting gentrified. That's and so right. Yeah, it's, they, it's, the whole neighborhood. The whole neighborhood. They said the whole neighborhood is going to be something different. Right. Yeah. And so it's it's not exactly the same, not exactly the same, but it's a very interesting, that's a modern day version of what's happening in, in neighborhoods like, like that one, like the one that we're mm -hmm. seeing in this show, in this movie. Sure. Um, that's happening all over the place. Um, that people are, are, you know, where, where, where there were sort of cultural centers, um, that were established. A lot of those people are, are being pushed out because the rents are getting higher and they, they can't afford to keep, you know, that's why, um, the, the, the taxi company had to sell half the, uh, he had to sell half of the, the, the storefront, mm -hmm. right. Because he couldn't keep up with the, with the cost anymore. And then ultimately decided to, to sell the whole thing to, to pay for Nina's college. But, um, it's a, it's a true story. It's a true story. That's, that's, that's really happening. Um, and so it's a, it, it's while that was the, in Fiddler, that was the issue of, of that day. Um, that they were talking about the time period they were talking about in that show. This is an issue of of uh, our present day. Yeah, that well said, very well said, Frank. Very well said. Um, I want to leave us off with one thing. Um, I thought the kid who played Sonny was freaking delightful, top notch. Like, oh my gosh, he was so good and so expressive. He like does this like thing where he like quivers his lip at certain points when he's like, it's like really thoughtful acting. And I just can't wait to see whatever his future is. I know that he was in Matilda on Broadway, um, on the Broadway. Um, mm, but yeah, I, he uh, was fantastic. I noticed I thought he thought he was extremely talented and yeah, I, I, um, I would love to see him do more stuff. I wonder if many of these actors will do more, you know, film and TV, um, if they will do more, you know, movie musicals in, in the future, or will they go back to the stage when, when, when theaters are, are, are reopened yeah. and will they, you know, will they have bigger careers on Broadway now than they would have before? 
I don't know, but I'm looking forward to any and all of those, any of all those things. But uh, Frank, where can the people find us? Well, you can find us at beerwithgeeks.com or thoughtbubbleaudio.com. Um, that is where that's the hub for all of our all of our shows across our network. Uh, and you can rate and review us in places like Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, you, you can, of course, uh, you can. You can follow us on Twitter at Beer with Geeks. You can email us, beerwithgeeks at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to support us, a dollar a month uh, would would be a a huge help, and we would really appreciate it. Patreon.com slash ThoughtBubbleAudio is the place that you can do that. Well said, Frank. Uh, It's always a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, I can't wait to talk to you again next week. But until then, cheers. Cheers. That movie made me uh, miss New York. Made me like homesick for New York in the worst way. Oh yeah, I can I can see that totally. Yeah, yeah. there were like three or four different actors in that movie who have been on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh totally. Uh, Car uh, is it Carla? What's her name? The one that you just uh, said because yep. I know she's because I've, I've yeah. seen her stand up too. Okay. Um, yeah, she's hilarious. Yep. She's funny, and then and then Jimmy Smith's has been on, and uh, Abuela uh, has has been on. Really? And uh, yeah, because Abuela is like, she's like thirty years younger than they make her up to be in in, in this movie. She's not gray haired or anything. Like she, that was all makeup and prosthetics. And, right. And oh, we didn't even talk about uh, Anthony Ramos and how great he is. I know, I know. Oh, we almost so like skirted. We skirted around him, but yeah, he really held it together. He's going places. And did you see uh, uh, in that scene? In that scene where it's Lin Manuel's current character and the Mister Softy guy. Yes, that's George Washington. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. I knew. I and knew. he originated the role of Benny. Oh, I did not know that. He, Lin wrote the role of Benny for him. I know that Lynn always writes parts for him um, because they're good friends. So I know that there's, he's always there. That's why he's Moana's dad. He's George Washington. You know, he's whatever Lynn does next. And I totally forgot to say this. When you said that feels like an 18 year old problem. He he was Uh, 19 when he started writing the show. Yeah. See? Yeah. I, it's just, it's, it actually reminded me of the rent movie where like they're all 18 or 19 on stage, but then you watch the movie and they're all in their thirties and you're like, you should be past this by now. However, like we're really not like as that far progressed as we, as we think. That's Um, true. So, but, but it definitely, yeah, it is a, yeah, it's a different, it was written for a different audience in a different like time period. Yep. Uh-huh. So those those were and then people of different age. But yeah, he started writing when he was 19 and it, it it got to Broadway when he worked on it for like eight or nine years and it got to Broadway when he was like 28. Uh, so it took him all that time and he was like constantly working on it in the background while he was doing other stuff. That was sort of the thing he kept coming back to was in Heights and then eventually it, it became its own thing. Wow, that's amazing. That is pretty amazing. In the Heights.